0: Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. If you're a brand manager or a marketer, entrepreneur, or you're just interested in everything digital, listen up, because this podcast is for you. We're Impressive, a digital marketing agency in Melbourne, and we've put together this podcast to cover some of the most current topics in digital marketing. Every two weeks, we'll be talking about subjects related to SEO, PPC, and Facebook advertising. Some of the industry's experts will be jumping in on the mic for each show, with a different set of hosts every fortnight. This podcast is run by you, the listener. So reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about. All right, should we dive into the world of digital marketing?
1: Hello and welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer episode 3. Today we've got the topic of social media for e-commerce sites. What you can do is you can find this alongside a blog post on our website if you head to the blog tab on impressive.com.au. Today you've got myself being Tom, I'm the graphic designer at Impressive Digital. And alongside that, I have the lovely Nadia, who's a Facebook specialist, but she can tell you more about that right now.
0: Yes, I am Nadia. Thank you very much for that introduction, Tom. I'm Nadia. I'm a Facebook specialist at Impressive. So basically, I'm in charge of managing stakeholder ambitions by creating ads that help them engage with their audience as well as reach their marketing objectives and achieve them. So basically creating ads to help companies kill it.
1: An absolutely perfect role to have right now, considering that we're going to be talking about social media. So we've got the right person for this. Obviously, you're in the right place at the right time here, Nadia. You are the Facebook specialist or the social media specialist. And today we're obviously talking about social media and how it affects e-commerce sites. So I guess in saying that, I've got to ask you, how important is social media for e-commerce to yourself?
0: Social is extremely important. I mean, it's everywhere. I think on average, a person spends five years on social media, like that's the actual stat, five years. And they touch their phone 2,617 times a day. They touch their phones lovingly, looking onto Yeah, right. <laughs> do, you, to Instagram. do you believe
1: that was counted? Were you seeing they counting that? Oh, or was definitely. that uh, someone I, else who's done that?
0: Probably that's just me, myself, counting myself. But no, that's actually another stat that's available online. You can verify that. I didn't make that up.
1: That's good to have some facts behind what we're talking about. So five years on average, a person has been spending that much time on Facebook, you reckon?
0: Yes, definitely.
1: We'll lock that answer in. Obviously, uh, we've found also that our research has shown that by 2020, 90% of all businesses will be using social media for customer service. In that sense, do you find yourself, if you have a business, replying to people with your business, Nadia?
0: Oh yeah, most definitely.
1: I guess alongside that is that the benefits of this being is that you can actually drive traffic and make sales based off how well you do use your business for social media. I guess in that sense, yeah, we're impressive here. We reply to each message that comes to our message on Facebook, even Instagram, potentially even Pinterest, maybe an email. We do reply to all of them because we can. And we like to because it does influence and affect how well we are perceived. I guess in that sense, do you find that a focus on social media to drive traffic is something that should be, I guess, built on and brought upon more often with
0: companies? It's a social thing. It's in the name. So having a social connection with the people who follow you and making sure that, that you consider that as a relationship that you maintain, that's extremely important. I think it's responding to a post that someone sends to you or a question that someone sends you is three times more likely to lead to recommendation or a sale later on if you respond to them. Whereas alternatively, people are 88% less likely to buy from you if you just ignore them and you don't answer their questions. So really making sure that you are quick to respond to things, and just maintaining a relationship with people, your followers, keeping them engaged, that's absolutely crucial for sales and e-commerce brands that want to use social media. And you also have to consider having content that really engages them. Someone once told me that content needs to do two things. It needs to either inform someone, like really provide valuable information, or entertain them. So making sure that you're speaking to your followers' pain points by creating content that really touches the heartstrings, I suppose, really gets to them or really makes a genuine connection that makes all the difference with an an e-commerce company and how they manage their social.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And I guess I'm definitely touching on the fact of uh, entertainment. Like I've seen my fair share of gifts and some incredible videos online. Do you believe that uh, sometimes if a brand becomes too human, that it can be seen as a negative thing?
0: From a personal perspective, I think it's good to make sure that you have a balance of the two. You really want to show that you are a leading authority in your field and in your industry, that you are the bee's knees. But at the same time, yeah, if you just make it a big joke and it's just gifts all around, you know, it's, I feel like it does make a company lose a bit of its professional edge. So yeah.
1: I guess you can almost bloat your entire brand with something like that. I guess in that sense, what do you believe is the best way to drive traffic to your website from social media?
0: As I mentioned previously, making sure that you have really good content is really important. Making sure that that's regular, it's relevant, those things are really crucial. One thing to also note is that Facebook has changed its algorithm. So instead of seeing organic posts that maybe brands or companies put up, instead of seeing those in person's feed, Facebook allows more of that person's family's posts to come up higher in the feed, so it's more social, more family-based once again. So the only way to sort of really stand out from the crowd, like the internet is just inundated with a plethora of content. Oh, there's too much on there? It's too much. It's just trying to wade through all of it and just to make sure you find something that really speaks to you is hard work. And speaking to your audience is really hard work. So the best means to make sure that you do this, especially with the new algorithm in place, is to pay to play. Do you want to know what pay to play is, Tom? I would love
1: to know. I've heard all about it on a couple of the games I play. It doesn't necessarily (laughs) benefit me in any way. But um, pay to play can be different in Facebook. So what's that involve?
0: So paying to play is basically paying for your ads to be seen, to be visible on Facebook to the audience that you're trying to target. Investing in paid ads. The strategy is twice as effective once it's paid for and 94% of companies on Facebook already do this. It's the only way to sort of make sure that your stuff stands out from everything else.
1: Yeah, of course. But it goes in line with, I guess, using really smart ways to do it as well. You don't want to be paying too much for something that doesn't really affect your target audience or drive a sale to you. I guess the targeting of it all can also play a massive factor.
0: Targeting is absolutely crucial. It's just as important as making sure that your beautiful designs are up to scratch, aesthetically pleasing and whatnot, which they always are top. That's crucial. And making sure that they really speak to the right people, choosing those people, that's also just as important. I'd say they're both as important as each other.
1: Yeah, of course. I guess that's uh, 50% my incredible designs and then 50, maybe even 49.
0: Like the work that I do, it's more like 60% what you do because you're such a good designer.
1: I do my best. But I guess uh, in line with that, design can't always be everything. I like to think it can be. It's going to be changing and the social media landscapes are becoming different and I guess different trends are going to appear over time do you think there's a lot of changes coming through that could potentially change the way that we see ads or interact with ads or any uh, trends potentially?
0: We've seen a lot of engagement happening around Instagram stories. It's actually quite incredible how people are engaging more so with Instagram stories than they are with an actual post on someone's account. I think It must be the sense of scarcity that's created with the idea of a 24-hour post that just disappears. And it's something that really engages people because it's not going to be there forever. I think even brands now, they're not even posting on their Instagram. They're just creating stories most of the time and people are really reacting to those.
1: I think I heard a mention of one that they actually didn't have any content on their page. It was strictly live videos. and Instagram stories. Did you see that as well?
0: I think it was the same one that I saw as well. Yeah. And they were killing it. Like they were doing so well. Yeah. They just had one post saying, oh, we're not going to post any photos anymore. It's just going to be purely stories and it's worked so well for them. So that's definitely a trend that we're seeing that's succeeding as well as live streaming. Once again, there's a scarcity principle. It's something that's not going to obviously be around forever you can see i think the video for another 24 hours once it's been posted but it also really like you said creates that human element so people are seeing your brand or the people behind the brand acting in real time yeah so that
1: sort of like interactivity that you get whereas you're watching something that's taking place yeah and you're almost a part of it because of it
0: yeah exactly and it's not manicured it's just raw material and you're seeing people for what they are and doing whatever they're doing and you just can't sort of hide anything and I think that's exciting for people so definitely Instagram stories and live streaming those two are the trends that we're really seeing soar.
1: Yeah obviously um, from that I've seen like the amount of traffic that you can get to live streaming on multiple different platforms if you look at Facebook and Instagram obviously huge for it Twitch recently was in the news because it had such a massive following for one or two games that came through but I guess yeah on that same note is that live streaming can really affect and bring that human element of interactivity to what you're doing. Do you think it's tough that potentially that's just one way to generate traffic, but it's not really something that can be turned into a sale? Do you believe there's a good way to move from generating just traffic to turning it into money or sales from social?
0: Yeah, like that's definitely one aspect, one means of sort of Doing the main thing, like achieving the main objective with your social, which is to create a meaningful connection with people. So other things that you can really consider to use your social media marketing to reach its main ambition of a sale. One thing you also have to not do is just sell, sell, sell. It sounds very counterintuitive, but I think only around 20% of your content should be promotional. Just to increase brand awareness and loyalty first is more important. Do you believe people
1: get fatigued from seeing those promotions all the time? Like... They purchase when they want to purchase and if they've seen the ad that then obviously they're going to move towards purchasing it. Yeah. Do you think that if they see it frequently, it does burn them out and you may potentially lose a sale there?
0: Definitely. That's why that whole concept of making sure that you have a good ratio for selling and just a nice bit of content that sort of just engages with them that's important you really need to get that balance done i reckon because people are very wise they're wise to all of this they don't want to be sold to like no, it's, absolutely and once again uh, this is social it's about being social it's about coming away from the experience feeling a lot better like a personal friendship sort of is being created between like you've brands.
1: benefited from the thing that you've purchased you haven't necessarily exactly. sold it you haven't been buying it because they sold it to you, bought it because it was something that you needed.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's something who spoke to you. Yeah, exactly. So that's one thing that you need to consider. Just don't sell, sell, sell. Um, you want to think about your funnel. You want to send your traffic to the right places, like landing pages, which you're all over. Uh, I've the, designed
1: one or two in my yeah, time. Yeah,
0: de- definitely great ones as well. Yeah, just thinking about your landing pages and the journey, the UX journey, I suppose, that you're trying to take people on through holistically looking at social media as well as where you want them to go on your website
1: yeah do you believe that because I guess like with Instagram and Facebook it's so curated in how you see the content if you go from something such as Instagram being something that's curated and set out in such an easy accessible way Mm -hmm. to potentially a website or landing page that's not so much as accessible do you think that's quite a jarring experience
0: yeah that's where UX is absolutely crucial because you want the journey to be as smooth as possible and you can tell straight away as someone who uses social media and jumps onto a website if it's really clunky and you're not sure where you're going that's why landing pages are crucial and just thinking about it all together is so important really looking at the minutia and refining it even down to uh, the remarketing
1: yeah almost like reminding them that there has been something that piqued yeah, their interest
0: exactly and it's just like a subtle remarketing a little bit here and there. Yeah, so not sort of, forcing
1: it upon them like it's chasing yeah, them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just making sure that you've left the right impression and just maintaining that sort of reputation with them, like a nice taste in their mouth, I suppose. Yeah. And we're also looking at in-app purchases being really huge in future. Like you don't even have to leave the app to make a purchase now. Instagram shop is just, it's like the bane of my existence. <laughs> I buy do you way find too, yourself oh on there too often? It's sometimes, some brands do it so well that I forget that I'm spending hundreds of dollars (laughs) on a DVD rewinder or something that I don't need. Something you don't necessarily
1: need but because of the branding and I guess you've built up a brand loyalty with this fantastic DVD rewinder. Yeah, yeah. And that's what good remarketing, good Mm. social media can do for e-commerce, right?
0: Yes, that's an example of really good marketing right there. So definitely all (laughs) the above, great things to consider when you want to consider taking your audience on a journey.
1: People don't completely follow brands. They're going to be following people that interest them or someone that influences how they feel or how they style themselves potentially. I guess with that, influencer marketing has taken off quite hugely in recent years with people building up brands based around what they do. Are you familiar with influencer marketing?
0: Yes, definitely. It is. I mean, a lot of people say like it's on the way out, but no, I think it's definitely here to stay. I mean, 40% of Twitter users say that they'd buy a product if an influencer tweets about it. Like it's social proving is still something that's really effective in in really convincing people that you're a trustworthy brand, that what you have to offer will assist them in some way. So influencer marketing, I think it provides an average of seven times return on investment, which is huge. Absolutely, yeah, that's
1: massive because you're paying someone that's essentially being a branch of your brand to promote you to an audience that you generally wouldn't usually see, right?
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, just make sure that you have, like, the right influencer for your brand. Don't use something completely. Like, if you're doing beauty products, go for beauty bloggers. Don't go for something like, I don't know. Like rest- John the Mechanic sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: He, as good as he is with his yeah. cars, I don't think his hair is up to his part. Yeah, or who-
0: like, yeah, he might know someone who might look good makeup. I don't know, but maybe not for John himself. I just, yeah. Unless he's a <laughs> to makeup, I don't
1: know. That's exactly right. We can't stereotype these people, but uh, (laughs) everyone can be everyone. That's one of the greatest things about social media these days.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: But I guess on top of that as well, influencer Marketing, it came in of recent years. Is there any predictions that you have for the upcoming years?
0: Definitely get ready for more integration with your social and daily lives. I'm thinking maybe new platforms will probably come out. We've already seen Vero have quite an impact with uh, the social media world. More advertising tools, more chatbots. That's definitely something that's on the rise.
1: Do you think the chatbots are going to be negatively or positively? Oh,
0: if it's like Skynet, it's going to be negative. But oh, like, well, you know, yes. if it's just like asking you about your marketing, it should be fine. <laughs> and definitely more in-app purchasing, which is something that we mentioned earlier. So those are probably like the key things that will probably take off. Social is constantly changing. I mean, this is just a prediction, but you never know. Six months down the line, like a whole heap of new stuff might come out that just completely changes the game. Well, so, that's right. Yeah.
1: I suppose, like, we didn't really cover it too much, but VR could be a massive thing that really yeah, influences definitely. your sort of, I guess, purchasing with virtual stores and yeah. your ability to enter them. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess, in that, like, it's something that we can take away towards the future is that, like, the best way to drive traffic and even make sales in these regards is by having this fantastic social media brand, right?
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: So I guess in that sense is building up a sort of awareness of how you position yourself and using all aspects to really build upon why people would purchase from you as opposed to a competitor.
0: And it's important just to look at everything holistically. You want to really plan down to the minutia of your strategy from social media marketing to landing pages and the journey that you want to take them on. Definitely consider the part that UX will play in your marketing journey for your customers.
1: Do you believe that like in recent times due to the fact that everything's become so ingrained in your daily life mm. that the smallest inconveniences through such, I guess, social media or apps like that can potentially impact brands in that way? Oh,
0: definitely, which is quite unfortunate considering that we don't have the attention span to really see things through these days. But um, that's yeah. what you
1: touch on in regards to the journey and I guess that's something to take away from this podcast exceptionally is that there's many different ways but the real goal would be to set up a journey that – helps the customer purchase as opposed to selling to them yeah am i correct in saying that
0: it definitely helps the customer's journey as well as creates a sense of trust a journey that isn't clunky that's quite easy and just definitely doesn't try to achieve a sale but also tries to create a relationship that's ongoing that's the key element that you have to remember with social you want to stay social in order to I suppose, be the friend that people want to have around. So
1: They want a reason to interact with you and they want to keep it, I guess, healthy and helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely. If
1: it detriments them, that's exactly the opposite of what Mm, you want to do. Exactly. I think uh, that's us for time today, actually. So thanks again for your time today, Nadia, on helping me cover social media for e-commerce sites. You obviously know a lot more about it than I do, so it's been a grandiose experience here learning from you. I'm glad you could come in and join us. In regards to people listening here, uh, if you do have any comments, I guess we've touched on it. If you do want to get in touch with us, leave it with us on our website. Come to us in a Facebook message. We'll get back to you and thank you wholeheartedly. And then we can even suggest us other topics that you'd like to hear about for our upcoming podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating regards five stars into the podcast itself. We'd love to hear feedback and how we can potentially improve and provide a better experience for you. And yeah, lastly, thank you again for Nadia for joining me.
0: Thanks, guys. Uh,
1: Thank you, guys. Enjoy.